The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, January 9th, 2018, Season 14, Episode number 110. Welcome to another edition of 110? 110. Wow. 110. We're moving along here. And we got a lot more shows to go because next week we'll be doing shows heading into the championship game. And then we'll have two weeks of shows heading into the Super Bowl. So it's just, there's a lot. Fix right here. There's a lot to do here. I'm uh, I'm the one that says superstitions aren't real, and you clearly you clearly <laughs> believe that too. Yeah, All right. I guess well, a whole what bunch does that of people have to do with superstition. You putting the mouth on it? No. <laughs> uh, that's no. Stop. Seriously, I didn't that's do it. I'm laughing. No. De- turn her mic off. That's what, I, I'm not the one saying. That's what stuff. people say when you bring up the that the pitcher's saying. You're like, oh, he's throwing a no hitter. You're like, great. You put the mouth on it. He's gonna freaking. I've never heard that. I, I don't. You've never heard I've that ne- before. Now, I don't watch baseball, you so maybe... It's just I've another never. way of saying you spoke it into existence. They don't say that with kickers, because I've heard that, that about kickers, too. When, no. like, As soon as they say, he hasn't missed an extra point all season, it's like, oh, there we go, here yeah, we go. That, miss. It, it applies there. But I've That's, never heard that term, I guess. Yeah. It's a term, I promise. All right, good. I haven't I'm look heard it, it either. Not in right. sports. It's a term, I promise. <laughs> All right, let's get back on the rails here. Let's let's talk about. Oh, why why here. start now? Why <laughs> this is a show that's made about being off the rails. It's <laughs> it's you know it's just the biggest game of the year and the game the Cowboys haven't won in twenty years. What could we possibly want to talk about? All right, well, where we need to start is with injuries, and I don't even want to start with. The hey, guys by the that, way, yeah. real quick, just yeah. real quick, someone gave us a shout out at our show yesterday because apparently Talking Cowboys was doing a whole bunch of college football talking. Yeah, not talking no, about this game. Those guys did a just, good job. Those guys okay. just talk about whatever they want to talk yeah. about. Maybe we should follow their lead. I don't think people no? are going to yeah. like. All right, so you're like we're being like them. Right yeah, now. let's <laughs> jump back into. Let's go let's back to in. injuries. So, I don't want to start with the guys that missed. I want to start with the guy that did practice, Dak Prescott, because as soon as you see his name pop on an injury report, and then you hear reports that he has a sprained knee, obviously everyone's alert goes up because of just how much he means to this team, this offense. Talk to me about kind of what you've heard so far, and if you're completely buying it, this has this is no problem whatsoever. A knee sprain with your quarterback? Yeah, I I do. I mean, you're right. You're right to be suspicious. Teams like to keep stuff under wraps, but like he's out there. He's ten feet away, jogging around, looking fine. Uh, and he was full. He was full. He definitely was full. And Here, well, go. You can go watch. I mean, it's a great play, but he took a Seahawks helmet to his upper knee when he tried to dive into the end zone on that 16-yard. Kind of reminds me of what happened to Carson Wentz last year to put him out of the playoffs, right? I mean, put him out of out for the rest of the season. He practiced. I mean, it was. I, I get yeah. that, and I'm not saying that he's hurt. What I'm saying is. Real, what I'm really looking for is for you guys to reassure fans out there because as soon as you hear the quarterback has a knee sprain, he's fine. There you go. He's Good. thank you. Fifty feet away, like doing running back drills, where he's got the ball in the crook of his arm, running up and down the that field. That cartwheel he, he did this morning, unbelievable. The backflip and the cartwheel. You always catch that kind of stuff. There's not going to get anything Which, by you. Dancing cartwheels. Just not <laughs> kidding, but I wouldn't dream of. I wouldn't dream of making this a Romo Dak debate, but like that's a selling point on Dak Prescott. He takes those types of hits all the time and he's, he's built usually fine he is 
He is built for it, and yeah. he's out there. Yep. He was full yesterday. I expect him to be full today. Good. I don't think this is a problem at all. Good. That's perfect. I was right. waiting for Joe Looney to pop in the injury report yesterday because the way he was dancing at the beginning of practice, like moving his neck, I'm like, he's going to hurt his neck. He was doing some serious dance move out there. Just uh, what do you call this move? Like bobbing his you know, neck? That's actually pop a it, good idea. You know what we need to do? We may need to get a camera that just goes out to practice and just gets footage of guys dancing at practice and put it all together in one big <laughs> it actually be awesome. it would be pretty good i tried to take a video uh of tavon dancing just to show you what what it was and i thought i was going to get tackled by the our our, our pr oh no, with cell phone videos prohibited but i didn't say cell phone which you yeah. didn't let me finish all right he can't do it. Can't do it. But, yeah, if we sent Kent or William out there with yeah. a real camera, there's they nothing they could do to stop us. There you go. And I so. think that might be an idea. That is a good idea. Uh, yeah. I like it. And then they lose the game. And they're like, why did they lose? And it's like, here's a <laughs> shot at Looney. Here's a shot at Tavon. Here's that's a shot happening. Dave. Just by the way, that's happening at every NFL practice. Yeah, there, true. That's what they do. All right, so let's talk about some of the guys that did not practice. Cole Beasley, Noah Brown, uh, Malik Collins, Blake Jarwin, David Army. Um, didn't practice yesterday. Um, which of those, uh, I guess, are are concerning or should not be concerning? Malik's back, so that's not super concerning. Um, it was an ankle and an illness. Yes. Yeah. He's back. Uh, Noah Brown is also back. He was sick, so, you know, he's okay. okay uh, good. Beasley and Jarwin are still missing. Jason Garrett has, and going back to skepticism, he has said multiple times this week that they're optimistic about those guys, but we'll see. Uh, not practicing on Thursday, particularly for Jarwin, who's still a young player. It's not a super great sign, which is interesting because Swaim's already on IR. We kind of, we sort of prodded at Garrett about that in the walk-off today. We're like, well, you only have two tight ends if Jarwin can't play. And he just kind of, he kind of smiled his Garrett smile, like, you know, you, you got to make do at this time no, of year type of deal. Jarwin's playing. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it, it, in other words... Because yeah. bet. that's a good question. I mean, that's what they're asking. Like, yeah. what's how bad is this? And that's that's one of those backdoor questions that you're like trying to see what's what's the situation here. Is there a tight end on the practice squad right now? No, no. So essentially, like they have no real back backup options that even know the offense to be able to play in the event they got in that situation. If Jarwin couldn't play, like the best, the closest thing to a backup would probably be Noah Brown. Which, you know, for all of the you know, people like move him to tight end, he weighs two hundred and twenty pounds. Here we go, ten personnel. And hey, if that's I ain't mad. That's but, what it takes. Yeah, that might be your best option now, of course. It, it would it, help if you had Hearns and Beasley, but it's something know. it's something to watch. It's it's always concerning when a young guy's not practicing on Thursday. Well, I know it's Wednesday, but it's really Thursday. Well let's yeah. get to Beasley. All right, talk to me about Beasley. I don't think he's in the same category is Hearns like no 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 what no that was I wasn't putting the same category I'm saying Hearns is out and Beasley we don't know it'd be nice if you're going to run a lot of 10 personnel if you had one or both of those guys for sure right what did he say about Beasley today he's well he's not practicing like he said they feel optimistic that both of those guys are going to come around that's what he said okay it's up to you to decide how much you trust that although I mean Beasley's kind of in the same boat like I don't think I trust Tavon Austin, we talked about this yesterday. I don't think I trust Tavon Austin to assume that whole role. And then really? your next best bet is probably Lance Lenore, who is now on the 53 or will be by the end of the week if he's not officially yet. The one thing you can say about Beasley is he's a tough guy and he's had this injury. Like he went into the game last week, he wasn't completely healthy. I mean, he's been yeah. playing here for the last few weeks 
uh, kind of banged up. So he is a warrior. He'll get out there Garrett, and play even when he's not 100%. He had the foot sprain before he had the ankle sprain, and yeah. Garrett said it's the ankle that's bothering him more so than the foot right now. So he's, yeah, he's dealing with some stuff. Yeah. That's, that's probably... I don't know, but I mean, Jarwin's maybe Jarwin's injury is not as severe, but he's a younger, less experienced player. Whereas Beasley's, you know, Beasley's getting up there. He's like, it's like his eighth year, seventh year. Been around for a minute. Yeah. I think he's played um, the second most games on the team right now. Damn. It's behind either LP? Behind LP. It's either. Oh, but Sean hasn't played all the games. Oh, yeah. Because Sean would be up there, I would think. It'd be Sean. Yeah, Sean. And then I I think it's Chris Jones and and Beasley. And it was Terrence. But, you know, Terrence hasn't played this year. Terrence Williams. Number 83. He is still officially on their roster. Yeah, he's on IR. On IR. I I forget about that. I I think he'll be released uh, in the offseason and save some money for this team. Yeah, will be right. one of many. There was a list of guys that were limited in practice. Tell me if any of these are guys that should be of concern. Tavon Austin, Tyrone Crawford, Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, Xavier Suofilo, and uh, Darian Thompson. Uh, which of those is, is an issue, and, and where are we sitting with specifically with Suofilo, who didn't play last week? My rule for a guy that played the last game is that if you start the week practicing – Limited. I even. assume you're good to go, good. even if it's limited. Okay. If if you played in the game and then you're back practicing by Wednesday, I assume you're good. Okay. Xavier did not. Yeah. Xavier's the question mark. Uh, we'll see if he ups his participation today. It, it's always a good sign when a guy is practicing to start the week, even if it's in a limited fashion. So correct me if I'm wrong. Last week he didn't practice at all. No. So this a, is a step ahead. A this is yeah. This is a step forward. It is a step in the right direction. We'll, um, so we'll see. And that's, you know. I asked him after the game, I'm like, how are you feeling? How's your um, ankle? And he's like, we won the game. I'm like, no, I know. But <laughs> how, how are you feeling? How are you doing? He's like, we won the game. I'm just smiling because we won the game. I'm like, okay, cool. I guess I'll just wait for later in the week then. Is that, is that English conversation? Yeah, it wasn't. Well, I don't remember. It could be in Spanish probably. I mean, he, he's a, he speaks Spanish, right? Yeah, he does. Like the only guy on the team. But he wouldn't give me any info. He was just <laughs> that might tell <laughs> you all. You, that might tell you all you need to know about that. Because if you're great, you're like, man, I'm great. I'm good. Like crap, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably ain't feeling great. We won the game. Usually, when that's the answer, we won the game. Something weird happened, or you know, it was like we were up twenty-eight to nothing. We won twenty-eight twenty-seven, you know, or something like that. Like, <laughs> we, we won the game. He was happy though. Yeah, but. Yeah, who knows? Something and it. Hey, it's the, we talked about the same thing. It's like Gimpy Suafilo or a one hundred percent Connor Williams, and, and these D tackles are better than last week's. Yeah, so yeah. we'll see. Better All right, every week. Yeah, we are going to take our first break. When we come back, Dave's going to get us going with his scouting report on this Rams defense. Talking about that defensive line, tell us a little bit about them. And I want to talk a lot about that secondary because uh, that's a secondary they thought they upgraded coming into the year. I don't know if they've always if they've played in that way. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... 
Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 and less canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. You want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right. News and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say, Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Back to the break. Welcome back. It is the second segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're talking Cowboys versus Rams. That will be the big playoff game this Saturday night. Cowboys, uh, that kickoff will be at 7.15 Central Time for you guys in our time zone. We'll be out in California. It'll be 5.15 there. Um, so, Dave. Yes, sir. Tell us a little bit about a little bit about this Rams defense. We talked about the offense yesterday. Talk to me about the defense. I think you kind of have alluded to it uh, throughout the throughout the week which is true is like this thing and I think the Rams defense is better than it gets credit for but it is a murderer's row in terms of the talent on hand and a, the production statistically says it's not as good as you would expect because you got Pro Bowl corners in Marcus Peters and Aqib Talib. you got a safety in LaMarcus Joyner who I believe I was trying to look this up during the break I forgot to last night uh He's he's one of like five players that got put on the franchise tag this year. Maybe less than yeah. Joiner, Ziggy Ansa, Tank, obviously, Kyle Fuller. I mean, they liked him enough to pay him top ten percent yeah. at his position to keep him there. Uh so you got Pro Bowler caliber players all over the secondary, uh, and then the defensive line. You got That's just embarrassing. It embarrassment is an riches embarrassment of riches. You got a top five pick in Indama King Sue. You got a top 15 where was donald drafted like was he 14 it doesn't it doesn't matter he's the best defensive player in the nfl he might be the best player in the nfl certainly the best non-quarterback in the nfl uh 
And Dominican Sue, Aaron Donald, Mike Brockers, who was a top 15 pick. He could have been a cowboy in another universe. Dante Fowler has absolutely not lived up to his draft pedigree, but he's still a top 10 pick. Uh, even oddly enough, Mark Barron, who's playing. So he's playing inside linebacker in a three, four Wade Phillips scheme. He was a top 10 pick as a safety, not too, too long ago. So the talent is, is gross. I mean, there's a lot of it. I think I'm even, <laughs> I'm missing somebody. Um, don't, it would have to be a outside linebacker. I would assume. Don't, don't worry about it. Just but, remember how good Will, uh, Wade Phillips defenses were without guys like that i mean yeah. he had wear but i mean that was about it he's got like three well, of those guys he had some he had some highly picked talent on that team too i mean he had spears right he had some other guys that were <laughs> getting nick's nick is like <laughs> sure spears was top 20 he was pick, a top 20 pick. he didn't live yeah. up to those expectations. okay that's fowler then but fowler's the third overall <laughs> pick you know, I mean, like, I'm just saying that he didn't. No, he's that. he's a good coordinator. He's a really good coordinator. He is. He, he hasn't had that kind of talent. Yeah. If anyone can get Fowler and Brockers to play and Barron to play at higher levels, he's got um, Donald playing at a higher level than he was before, right? I mean. Probably. I mean, statistically, it's relative, like, right? it's all relative. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm not going to. From A to A plus. Haley um, Berry is prettier today than yesterday. Okay. Yes. I'm not. It's all Haley relative. Yeah. Hallie. Right, Halle Berry. I call I'm, her Haley. I'm not gonna oh, give. She and I talk. It's Haley. Okay. I'm not letting. I'm not letting y'all take this into the ditch. This hey, is important. I talked to Haley yesterday. Okay. Charles. Um, have you ever seen the memes? Have you ever seen like the memes or the posts on the internet where it's like, look at this sandwich that this sandwich shop tried to sell me, and it looks like amazing on the outside, and the bread is all, the bread's perfect, and it's risen up, and like mm -hmm. the meat is just, it looks great, Juicy and, then, and succulent. Yeah, and yeah. then you lift up, you lift it up and look at it, and like there, it's mostly bread, like it's all just a show. Yeah, that's sort of how I feel about this defense, and not, I'm not saying they're not actually <laughs> good because they are. My point is, is great, great uh, in the middle, like the top and the bottom are great, and the it. The uh is in the middle. That's really because what I'm saying is the line is disgusting. The secondary is really talented. I'm not impressed by anything in between. And that I really I think that's why you see the Rams have the results they have. So, all right, we went over the personnel. And, and can I throw this in? That actually makes a lot of sense from the standpoint of I went back and watched the, uh, the game they played against the Seahawks. Mm -hmm. And you saw the Seahawks running game gashing them. And really all season, they've had some games where they've gotten gashed in the running game. And I think it's because of that. I think it's because that those linebackers just, they don't always get off blocks. They don't always fill gaps. And so it creates these holes that running backs have been able to exploit at times. I, I did you one better. I right. went back and looked at all of their games that they played against run offenses that finished in the top half of the league. Okay, They played nine teams that finished in the top half of the league. They gave up an average of 148 rushing yards per mm. game, which is 30 yards more than their average. Uh, five and a half yards per carry, which is a half yard more than their average. So they're even they're doing even worse, as you would expect, against the top running offenses in the league. Against teams that finished in the top 10, which that's only three. They played Seattle, the number one rushing offense twice, and the Saints, the number six rushing offense once. Uh, 100 carries for 600 yards in three games. Mm. Uh, they gave up an average of six yards per carry, eight yards per carry, and four point one yards per carry in those games. Um, and it's not—it's not their front. It's not like Aaron Donald. I wrote this down too. Uh, 
he leads the league in like run stuffs, meaning like you know a run that you that goes for a net, you know negative or or zero yards. Like he's great. Sue's great. Brockers is really underrated. Like they do their job, but it's if you get past them, it's real yucky. And that's where I think the Cowboys have the chance to have a lot of success. Like I mean, Corey Littleton made the Pro Bowl. I don't care. Mark Barron's a top ten pick. I don't care. Like the Cowboys should be able to bully these guys. And if they can't. I don't know what's going on because they did it against Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright. So I'm I'm not buying it, which obviously, I mean, you know, I think Zach Martin said it yesterday. It's a great point. It's like, you look at these stats. He's like, cool. It's not it just because it just because the numbers say it's that easy. It's not easy. Like you got to execute, but you trust this running offense to be able to do that. I would think. Um, So that's, that's really where it all starts for me, obviously is running the ball. Can I ask you a question about yeah. their third down? Um, do, do you know about that? Uh, well, which which aspect of it? Third and like third and one. Th- I mean, are like short yardage? Are they good there? It de- well short yardage again. Yes, like they they can because this line is really good at stopping those types of things. Um, it just depends on what they want to throw out there. The reason why I ask that is that sometimes you know you say stats can be deceiving. If you've got a team with with some you know beef up in the middle there like that, it's hard to just third and one to just say I'm going to do that. Those are the type of plays that bring an average down anyway. So why is there an average at five yards? Now that's the worst in the league. I get it, but if there's some teams that aren't really trying to to test them on third and one and yeah. fourth and one, those are the type of plays that you're like, well, I'm gonna, we're not even going to try it. That's the reason that their average is going to be higher than than you would think. You know what I mean? I don't, no, I don't know a, that. That's a good point. I, I don't know if that if they're third and you know short, fourth and short, if they're really good or bad. I don't have those numbers on hand. I will say this: their numbers up the middle are far better than the rest of their numbers. Hmm. Meaning, and I, I I will give credit where it's due. I borrowed these stats directly from uh, John Owning, who does. Uh, he does tape work for the Dallas Morning News. He's great at it. If you're not, I mean, you should definitely go check that out. Um, 3.3 yards per carry going at the right guard. I mean, this is their defense, so they allow. So if you go at their right guard, if you go at your right guard, yeah, 3.3 yards. Okay, yes, 4.1 on the left guard. So in the mid, and again, that's where their best players are. That yep. makes sense. It's when you take it outside. 5.2 yards per carry at left tackle, 5.7 yards per carry at right tackle. And if you go off the end, it's 5.6 and 5.2, which to that's about linebackers. Absolutely. Like Jalen and Layton, how good are they at pursuing across the field side Jay to side? Right and yeah, they don't have guys that can do that. So, yeah, I mean, if you test the teeth of this line, it'll probably go pretty poorly for you. But the rest of their personnel allows you to take advantage of that, in my opinion. And that's... That's where it starts with me because you should be able to take advantage of that because, again, okay, you wanted to talk about their secondary. I think that's a case where stats can be deceiving because, again, you know, you're talking about a team that's had big leads for most of the season. Teams have to pass against them. They're still 14th. And Akib has missed a lot of the year. And Akib Talib has missed a lot of the year. Marcus Peters, you know, you could make the argument like when when he was the guy, maybe he didn't live up to his billing, but Talib is back, so that's kind of irrelevant in my in my eyes anyway. Um, it's classic Wade Phillips, like they just do their thing, they play those guys play head up on guys, they press them, 
Single safety high yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like they, I mean, they trust their personnel. I would hope so. They traded for Tlaib. They traded for Peters. Like that's that's why they got him. Right? And it's a smart so. move when you have a defensive front like they do to go out and get corners that can really just man up on the outside, and then you can try to get some pressure uh, in, in in hope that you get more pressure before they can get free. Which right? I don't have. I don't have this on hand, but the the narrative is that which it's it is interesting. Amari Cooper used to be in the AFC West. He's spent a lot of time playing against Talib and Peters on other teams, right? On other and so um, the nar- the narrative is that he's fared far better against Peters than he did against uh, Talib, which I believe a lot of people do. the The insane game that he had, if you remember last year, I think it was a Thursday night game, Chiefs Raiders. Cooper put up like 220 or something on the I mean he had a, he had a dope game and he did a lot of that against Marcus Peters so that's probably where that's coming they would, from you think they do they at all this season do they travel to leave I th- I mean the it's it's what it always is is like more often than not those guys handle their side of the defense but like yeah I think they probably would I mean if they feel like Tlaib is going to be better against Cooper yeah I think they 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 would make that adjustment. But that does go back to the question we got from a fan, I think it was yesterday, where they were asking, you know, would you put uh, Cooper in the slot? My thought is, if you got a situation like that, I'd move him around a lot and force them to always adjust to wherever I'm going to put him. And if they want to start traveling Aqib Tlaib, then that means, as we've talked about before, that means everybody else now has to travel because they can't just stay on the side that they're accustomed to. But I'd firstly, I'd personally test them. If you feel like that's the guy that's the clearly yeah. the best of what they do, I wouldn't let them easily be able to just line up against if, my best if receiver. If he's able to do it. I mean, he, he, yes, he's a really good receiver, but, I mean, he hasn't been here for a whole offseason and all that. Sometimes they get him to do the things that he needs to do just because he goes inside. That doesn't mean that he's you know going to be effective there. And if Beasley's you know like we said yesterday, if Beasley's on the outside, I don't know if I like that. So it's it's like how worth be Noah is Brown. it? Yeah. Okay. I and that make you feel any yeah, better. Whatever. That can lead you, you. You can take this like down a road where you're like, oh well, the coaches are bad. Which I mean, that's you know most people think that anyway. That's fine. Which I guess my point though is this is not. This is not a team that seems to just make drastic adjustments based on their opposition. I, you know, Jalen Smith spied Russell Wilson last week, and that's a wrinkle that we don't always see. But, like, more often than not, I feel like the Cowboys are way more just about, like, if we execute the way we should, then we don't need to gadget it up. But they have done special things when they play special opponents. Obviously, they did that with New Orleans. They did some different things defensively uh, than they typically. And and I'm spitballing here, so I want you to correct me if I'm wrong. But like, have they done a lot of that on offense? No, and your, your example was on defense as well. So yeah, that's a good yeah. point that that they have made more adjustments like that typically on defense when they've done it. I struggle um, to think of a game where somebody on offense was just doing something way outside. I mean, I'll be, you know, Blake Jarwin, Jarwin. Yeah, Jarwin he had that game Giants. against the Giants, but was he... Well, I mean, okay, they and, sent him up the seam more yeah, often. They did some things yeah. in that game a little different. It's true. But in terms of, like, Amari Cooper just suddenly playing 15 snaps in the slot, like, have we seen a lot of that this yeah. year? We do what we do. Yeah. No, and, and there's an... I mean, that... I don't agree with that. I, you know, I think you need to adjust to suit your opposition, but I just don't. I don't think the Cowboys will do that. Yeah, and I, honestly, I don't. I don't know that they would. I'm just, I guess, going back to that question that the fan asked. I think it's something worth considering. Again, your point's valid, Nick. That if if he can't do it, he can't do it. You don't just do yeah. something just because. But if he can do it, if he has that capability, if he knows all the positions, I would move him around a little bit more. And again, 
I'm looking for opportunities. If I'm making those calls, I'm looking for opportunities to get my best players in the best positions possible, which means the more I can move them around and force the defense to have to identify where he is and try to get their guy on him, the better chance that I'm going to get a mismatch with my best player. And if I can get mismatches with my best player, they can make big plays. If you've followed the league at all in the last like five years, you don't need me to tell you that the secondary gets take. I mean, these D- DBs get takeaways. I mean, Peters has been insane since he got in the league. Talib pick six. Was that hundred yards against the Cowboys? Denver. Denver? Talib did that to Dak in Week yeah. Two last year. Yeah, like these guys, they're good. Uh, neither one of them has had like that type of season this year. Talib missed a lot of it. I think they both. I think. Peters has three, and I think Tlaib has somewhere between one and three. Like, not a high number, but they obviously both can do it. The thing that scares me, and I put this on Twitter last night, is um, they have they have fourteen f- or yeah, fourteen forced fumbles as a team. Twelve recovered. It's uh, third in the league. Nine of those have come from their defensive linemen, which it shouldn't surprise you. They're good at getting pressure, but they have shown a knack for getting the ball in the pocket, getting it from the quarterback. We know Dak Prescott has had a problem with that. Uh, they have eight fumble recoveries just as a line. So like Donald, Brockers, those guys, eight, which is more than half the teams in the league have, period. Uh, so And, and wow. to his credit, Dak has been better. He's been better probably the last three games with the ball security, but just don't don't let up now because <laughs> that's something that worries me yeah part of that is that donald just gets such great penetration throughout the game like he's a guy that can wreck a game from the defensive tackle position and and when you're getting when you're getting upfield so quick sometimes the quarterback doesn't have a chance to adjust he's trying to get rid of the ball and then he grabs an arm and bam balls out i think i mean how many times you see him khalil mack those really great defensive players do that and i think it's because they just get back on the quarterback so quickly the quarterback doesn't even really recognize that they are in close, they're in arm's reach yeah. to be able to make that kind of play. And just in case you were curious, Zach Martin actually, which so I think every other week I've talked about how somebody can wreck a game. I say that all the time. Zach Martin said that about Donald. Yet he was like, "This guy can wreck everything on his own," which carries more weight coming from him than me. Yeah. Uh, he also, and it's not a it's not a Connor Williams thing. Like he just likes to rush the, over the left guard. Yeah. He's he's a three tech. He's going to line up right off the guard's outside shoulder, and he just likes the left side for whatever reason. So, uh, have fun. And Connor I'll tell you this too, Xavier. It, you talk about Aaron Donald, and Sue obviously hasn't been the greatest player since he's been there with them this year. But I'll tell you, one of the best games I ever saw a defensive tackle play was in college when he was playing for Nebraska and he played against Texas. And talk about wrecking a game. Should have won the Heisman that year. Talk about wrecking a game from the defensive tackle position. I mean, every single play almost he was in the backfield. Texas was trying to double him. They were trying to triple. Like, they had no answers whatsoever. I mean, this guy, and, and he's the kind of guy that even though he might not have had a great season, on a given day, he can show up and probably That's turn tough. that on and have that kind of day. If given the opportunity, this right? is, you know, I always hesitate to say these types of things about players, but some it's always seemed like with Sue, you know, he's not that like relentless motor guy, like an Aaron Donald or a mm-hmm. Demarcus Lawrence, where it's just always on. Like he, I think he picks and chooses his spots, but if it's third and four and the game's on the line in the playoffs, like you're probably going to get that Sue. Like uh, people, you know, it's a great play and it's football. It's not a big deal, but the famous, 
uh, you know, the, the Romo to Witten fourth down, you know, the one Garrett diagram and Witten retired that helped them win the Lions game. Ronald Leary had to basically hug Sue and bring him to the ground to keep him from sacking Romo. Like it was one of the most blatant holds I've seen in forever. Yeah. And that's the type of stuff you have to do to beat him. Yeah. He's he's not. He's They've no got slouch. some talent. There's no doubt. No doubt they got talent. It just hasn't always shown up for him this year. And so. We'll see how that helps. And we'll, we'll see how much the Cowboys' offense can affect that, too, because this offensive line, I think, played really well last yeah. week. We'll see how much they can they can pull some more of that against well, what is a really, really good front, probably a better front. I mean, I think one of the reasons why Aaron Donald is probably getting so many sacks is just the mindset of the, the, the defense to go rush the quarterback, get there. And, you know, when you hit home, that's great. But uh, when, they, when they pop a, a draw – Right, you know, right in between both of them, then that's what's get leading to some of these bigger runs. So I think that you know, just the mindset of every all those guys, I got to get sacked, I get up the field, that's fine. But but if you're not in the right spot, then that's when you're going to get you know be vulnerable to a run. Of the of the nine games they played against teams in the top half of the league in rushing offense, they only held two of them below 100 yards. Uh, they held Denver to 60. Denver's 12th. They held Kansas. They got a pretty good running game. Yeah, no, decent. And they they held Kansas City to ninety eight. Um, Kansas. Was that, what, at what point of the season was that? That was the fifty four to fifty one. Oh, okay. Whatever. Yeah. November. I don't yeah, remember yeah. the exact date. Playing in the game is what you're. Asking. Yeah, he was. He was playing yeah. in the game. Yeah, he, was he was playing. playing. Um, but also, I mean, the Chiefs have other things in mind than running the ball. Oh yeah, and they were doing it well. And that that's they're ranked <laughs> they're ranked sixteenth, so they are the last possible spot that I considered for this. So. Yeah. The, you know, Seattle, 190. Seattle, 273. New Orleans, 141. Chargers, 141. San Francisco, 127. San Francisco, 107. Chicago, 194. I'd be very surprised if the Cowboys can't successfully run the ball. and At least to the 140 range, right? Yeah, I mean, at least. they did 189 on them at AT&T. And, by, I mean, obviously, this is not a recipe for success, necessarily. True. Seattle ran for 273 and 190 and lost both of those games. But it was a two-point loss and a five-point loss that came in the final minutes. So it will give you a chance to be successful if you can do it, I think. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so they ran, for, they ran for 189 in week four last year. Alfred Morris had the 75-yard run. Uh, now, did you finally see the Alan Hearns injury? I tried. Yeah, I'm just, it was, yeah I they're just holding on it. Uh, this is the actual game broadcast, I think. So. Yeah, oh, okay. I would, yeah, I like looked over and I. If think. you're if you're listening, when you have TVs in the studio, and like Derek and Nick just both like jumped out of their seats oh. in agony. Oh, uh, that just I haven't uh, really seen that play, and so you have now. Uh, it was happening. All right. Uh, Sorry. I, I, no, I, I mean this defense is much better than the stats say they are. I think and. It's full of guys who have been here and done that. I mean, you know, Tlaib obviously is the big one. Um, but Sue's been in the playoffs. Donald has Donald played a playoff game last year. Um, Peters with the Chiefs, like they they're they're not new to this. At least not all of them. So, yep. all right, uh, we, let's go ahead and uh, take our final break. We'll come back and let's get some let's get some questions. Eight 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 five five two two nine seven is our number. Again, it is eight eight eight. 855-2297. You can also hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. This is The Break. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. 
the Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It's time for tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the Crock-Pot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce, the growler. Hmm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites, plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. To the break. Welcome back. It is the final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the start. Nick, tell us about Tommy John. Well, I've been you know, singing their praises really all year. Ooh. I think you would say, you know, I've kind of been the, the, I guess the president of the fan club, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. I'm kind of, I'm kind of up there. You guys are vice like, president. Yeah. Cabinet. Why do we have to be that? vice? Why can't we just be president? Because you don't do the read. I do the read. Okay, good. And be, you know. I don't know. TommyJohn.com. That's forward slash Cowboys. That's where you're going to get to get 20% off your first order. Mm-hmm. Not going to be able to really tell how good it is on the website, though. No. You, you really got to experience it for no, yourself. You're right. And men's and women's. They have the best thing you have. And also, you know, very underrated. They have T-shirts, socks. Everything is good and soft there. Yeah. So all, if, for all you guys that may have gotten, like, gift cards, like Visa gift cards or something like that. That's a good idea. Christmas. Now you can go and put it on something that actually matters. That's a something really that good you idea. Really turn around later and be like, "That was a great." Story. I got a Visa or Mastercard gift card or whatever for yeah. Christmas, and I don't know what to spend it on. So Tommy John, good point, Tommy John. All right, uh, let's get back into it. We're going to take some calls. The number is eight 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 five five two two nine seven. Again, eight 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 five five two two nine seven. Let's get a call from Ray in San Diego. Ray, what up? How you guys doing? You, you, com- doing? you coming up, right? Uh, hope man, those tickets. Come on, like man! Jumping price. Hey, jump even if price. you don't, even if you don't get a ticket, it's like ninety minutes. Just come, be part of the atmosphere. I probably will. I yeah. probably will, depending on the weather. Yeah, I will say this: I, I heard that there's like this big tailgate that's going to be going on for Cowboys fans. Like this, like I, I want to say it's like ten or twenty different fan clubs that are all kind of coming together. 
I might even dip out there, but it's if you're coming up, there will be Cowboys fans hanging out out you're there. You're not doing that. Every, I actually, I'm, you're I'm, not I'm, doing I, that. I might dip out there. I might. I might. I meet you guys every time you guys come to San Diego. I've met you and Nick every last time, so I, I might. All right. All right. Make the trip up, man. It'd be good to see. I probably will. But real quick, I want to get you guys' take on this. How do you guys feel in this game about comeback routes? Those little quick hitches? Because as I look at Tlaib and Peters, they sit on these comeback routes, and over the last couple of weeks, Dak has been late on those comeback routes. I've seen DBs drop the ball, and I don't think this team is going to drop the ball. Mm, but I agree like with DB, that, yeah. Just like Tlaib took that one for 100 yards, that was a comeback route. And it's like every time we get against a team where these DBs sit on those routes, they got a good D-line, Denver, just like the Rams do, and these DBs are not. They're sitting on it, so I'm thinking more crossing routes, a little something different this week. I just wanted to get you guys' take yeah. on those routes. That's great. I think that's an astute point. What do that's, you guys think? No, I, I, you talk, hey, all all credit in the world to Dak Prescott. He's played great, but like you forget about those things when you're when you're winning, and you know when the DBs are dropping the ball. But he's left some out there, and it's been a talking point all year. Like. It's so stupid how often they do. It's like third and eight, so they run eight-yard comebacks to the sticks. Like, it's the most predictable thing in the world. So, yeah, I think that's a really good point. Like that Redskin game where um, Michael Gallup scored his first touchdown. It was one of those stop and go. I mean, you're yeah. going to have to do that. And and it, it reminds me of the time they played the Rams up in St. Louis. Uh, I guess it was 2014 where Janoris Jenkins had an interception early in the game for a touchdown. You know, he, was, he, he jumped in a slant and – and then later in the game, and they did a stop and go. And I don't think Des Bryant's ever been as wide open as he was because you have to, you know, make him pay for doing mm-hmm. those things. So that's what I hope. You're right. I hope the Cowboys will make them pay for that. They're going to sit on that. You're going to have to hopefully block them long enough to do a stop and go. I just this is totally anecdotal. I have nothing to back it up, but I just feel like this team runs crossing routes like less than everybody else in the league. Yeah, just deep crossers, shallow crossers. I know. Uh, Dak actually threw a pick on a route like that. He was looking for Amari in the end zone against um, crap. I don't. Oh, Tennessee. No, was it Tennessee oh. or? I don't know. I think it was Philly. It was the first Philly or the second Philly. Oh game. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it uh, overthrew. A... But it will. It was there. Yeah. It was there, and it was just a bad. It was a missed throw, missed route, whatever. Anyway, yeah, I'd love to see more of that, but I'm not optimistic. Let's take a call from Geo in Jersey City. Geo, what up? Gio, are you there? Guess not. All right. Do we have any questions uh, yeah, over there? Let's yeah. get a question. Did you Florida. guys uh, get a chance to watch back then uh, the L.A. Rams versus Eagle game? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I watched. It was a Sunday night football. Yeah. I wa- Well, I watched it. That's the main game I watched when I was watching tape. So. Well, someone's asking and wanting to know what were some of the things that the Eagles were able to do defensively to beat the Rams? Oh, damn. Do you remember that? Well, I was hoping you were going to ask about the Rams' defense because I'll tell you, they used a lot of play action to beat them in that game. That's what they did. And they ran the ball well, which is part of it. Gurley um, didn't play the full game, did he? I don't Am I think thinking so. about the right game? I thought that was – was that the game where he came out they had they pulled him out? I believe – he didn't have a good game in that game. And I want to say he did because, play the full game. I think it's because he left. They got right. his face. Uh, golf. That's what they were doing. They were They were – you know they applied the pressure. I mean, I, I know that the, off the edge they were, and and if I remember correctly, there was at least two or three passes deflected. I mean, they they were getting in his face and in, in in those in those throwing lanes. So 
Uh, they were just aggressive. And, and that defense is starting to come on. Philadelphia is, you know, the, that group. I think, I don't know if I said that yesterday here or on cover four, but that's, I'm fascinated. Be- the The line on Goff is definitely that if you get to him, he can't handle it. And Garrett said yesterday that that was the thing that impressed him the most is that he was so good at throwing it under pressure when he was at Cal. So both of those things can't be true, right? I mean, well, he said at Cal. Well, you're right, but so he magically got worse. That's such a difficult thing to do as he got to the pros. Yeah, no, I think he I think he can get worse at that if you're facing now oh. 300 pound grown yeah. men. As opposed to three hundred pound, you know, if young you, men. If you display, if you display that ability in the Pac-12, I would feel like it would carry over. Maybe not. Maybe I know. I've just seen, I've seen a lot of quarterbacks get into the NFL and they get those big eyes. Like holy that's crap! Just, I that's, just feel like you know, if whoever coming at me. Right? The the thumbprint, like you know, you go on Twitter, you see it every. It's like if you get to golf, you just get to golf, and it, it, it's all over. So yeah. I want to see if that's true because I think the Cowboys will get to him at least. I mean, he's not going to be clean. They might not sack him six times. One thing I think we, I, I will, I feel pretty confident is that Gurley is what makes that thing go. And so, yeah. in that game particularly, when Gurley's not at full blast, when he's not out there, when his knee is bothering him, whatever the case is, I think that matters because I think that offense really revolves, and it's no different than the Cowboys' offense. I think the Cowboys' offense, in a lot of respects, revolves around what what Zeke provides. We didn't talk about this yesterday, but it's worth mentioning. C.J. Anderson's a better fallback than Rod Smith is. He He's played really well these last two weeks. Murdered Dallas in Denver last year. He, I mean, so just saying, I mean, yeah. Yeah, they, they got they got options if Gurley's not at Okay, so Gurley goal. yesterday on the uh, practice report with the knee still limited. Yeah. Still kind of just... I don't I, know. How do you feel hey, about this? Hey, like, I don't, I don't know before. what to feel. He's playing. He's pl- no, no, no well, doubt. Yes. I'm playing. Yes. And, and he's going to, and he's going to play well. He's going to play well. I'm just saying that I think if you want to compare, it's hard to compare that Eagles game and say, what did they do? The thing they didn't have to do was stop Gurley. And that's yeah. the, the part that is to me, the hardest thing to do when you're playing that offense, yeah. you know? So it's just hard to me to get a, a good comparison, comparison when you're playing, when, when it was the Eagles game versus any other game that where he was playing. I mean, obviously, I mean, clearly that has something to do with the fact that they won that game. And it it changes the whole game when he's in, in the field and when he's not. But I don't know. We'll see this weekend. He's playing. He's, oh. I'm with Nick. Well, There's no is, way he's missing this game. At this time of the year, yes, yeah. of course oh, he's, he's going to play. But how well is he going to play? That's True. the question. True. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We're back tomorrow. We'll give you guys our picks. Friday we'll be traveling, so tomorrow will be our last show of the week. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?